The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The one-two pitch, ball line to Yout, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air... Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history. Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center. He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well, and it's gone! Morgan a smash up the middle, base hit the center. Here comes Gomez around third. A throw and the Brewers win. The Brewers are moving on on a base hit by Nigel Morgan. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up, get up, get out of here and go for Yelich. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. Uh, me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast, Adam, I feel like, uh, you know, I talked to you very recently about the Milwaukee Brewers and the happenings going on around pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training, uh, public funds being used for ballpark enhancements. Uh, and we were waiting on one shoe to drop while recording that podcast, and it just never came. And that was what the result of Corbin Burns' uh, salary arbitration hearing would be. And we got the result uh, just after recording. And since then, we've gotten Corbin Burns and Matt Arnold's comments on the ruling, I guess we'll call it. Uh, before we get into all of that, Adam, uh, how's it going? Good to see you again. It's going all right, Andrew. Um <laughs> Could be going better. This is an emergency podcast, I would say not, because there is like some shock to the outcome here and to the feelings that come from it. I, I honestly the biggest surprise is that anyone thinks that this isn't the inevitable outcome every single time. Um, but I think the worst case is that it's not just bottled up in some sort of quiet resentment, um, and that in fact it's something that immediately the player is speaking about, and that's what ha- what has happened. Corbin Burns meeting Brewers media for the first time to get ready for the new season, and straight away having Mike Franz putting his in front of his face and being asked about this, like that's probably quite a potent cocktail. But it's not like Corbin said anything out of bounds or came across as honestly even. 1% as angry as I would be if I was in the situation and someone was to ask me how I felt. But yeah, here we are. Just kind of, I think, as you and I expected, um, in a process that, frankly, is bullshit, but has been normalized, it doesn't make it any better for players. It doesn't make it any better for players. And regardless of whether the Brewers are going to be able to afford to pay Corbin long-term, this is just bad. This is not the way to get your season started for this amount of money maybe even more so if you can't afford to pay him long term you just say okay well you know what let's get things 
to finish out on the right note, let's keep everything tranquil and let's try to get the best version of Corbin Burns for one more season and see where that gets us. And here we are. So uh, I'm going to take a step back briefly because I, we've talked a lot about this since the Brewers settled with most of their arbitration eligible players and did not settle with Corbin. Uh, but I've got the all glossary. Of, all up. of their Arab eligible players other than Corbin. Yeah. Uh, did I say most? You who, said who most. Just, what... just to yes. clarify, this is the only case. And yes. It's an interesting one to allow be the only case. Most being uh, uh, when included in a sentence that includes Corbin. My mistake. You know, I was watching some Europa League. I was watching John Rom just like absolutely be dialed in again. So I'm a little distracted uh, from what's going on, which is not a new thing for this podcast. But I've got the glossary up on MLB.com, Adam. Salary arbitration. What is it? Players who have three or more years of Major League Service time, but less than six years of Major League Service, become eligible for salary arbitration if they do not already have a contract for the next season. Um, so, obviously, the Brewers file at one number, Corbin Burns files at another number, and then a hearing with arguments from both sides, uh, taking into account uh players that are like for like and like what their salaries have been settled on in previous arbitration hearings or like what the market says, for example, Shane Bieber settled uh, with the Cleveland guardians uh, to avoid arbitration. And he was at that exact number. I think that the brewers file that. So not a shock there, but basically it's one party files a number, the other party files a number, and then you argue about it. And a ruling is, is made in favor of, uh, one party or the other. So it was a it was a Brewers or Corbin situation here. And the way that it's phrased in the, in the aftermath is the Brewers won the arbitration hearing, which is the grossest possible terms that you can have to discuss this situation. And obviously, the other option in this scenario was them coming to an agreement um, prior to the hearing to avoid all of the mudslinging that goes on in this process. It's just a a gross process that, you know, it feels like nobody is a winner in this situation except, uh, you know, the, I like I, I've been saying my joke's been the seven hundred forty thousand dollars is, sorry, is going. I, no, go on, I'm go on. Let, no, let me talk. continue. Uh, let me. I'll I'll be angry in a second. Go on. Yes. Uh, the seven hundred forty thousand dollars is going to a Mark Adonazio bobblehead night, so we're all really excited about that. The problem is, and you know this. The process, process, process is what people keep saying. Is $740,000 back in your pocket worth not being the laughing stock of baseball for an entire day and alienating your best player? I say no. People disagree with me and will disagree with me when listening to this and will yell at me about it. But it's just, what what's the win here? There is none. This is just pure loser stuff. Uh, honestly... I, I do not care that this is an ingrained thing within MLB culture. What is not and what doesn't have to be, you can go to arbitration, you can make your case. Um, I think it's some of the specific details which we'll get into have certainly stung Corbin more than anything else here. And again, understandably, I get that. I'd, I'd feel the same way if it was me. I don't understand. This is a guy on your team who you want to have back on your roster next season. You're trying to come to terms on a contract agreement. Why are you going into a hearing and actively trying to piss him off to save $740,000? This is just stupid. I honestly is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever come across in sports. But arbitration aside, as this kind of pillar of... I don't know, player exploitation in Major League Baseball as an organization to allow something like this to happen and to take the kind of tack it is. Again, there are parts of this that I am not familiar with. I don't know how hands-on the Brewers are in the room. I don't know if there's essentially two specialist legal teams who deal only in arbitration and put together ridiculous straw man arguments that do nothing but hope hurt both sides. But this is just a massive loss, a massive loss for everyone. And it's the kind of thing, too, that I don't understand how this doesn't have a knock-on effect reputationally with other 
players around Major League Baseball. I mean, it's not like they don't know what the Brewers are about, what the Brewers are like. But it's like, if you're going to go through this with Corbin Burns, and you're going to throw the stuff you threw at Corbin Burns in the Arab hearing, well, how are they going to treat every other player? Like, what kind of message does it send to Willie Adamas, to Brandon Woodruff, players that we would like to see them extend also? I I just think it's a, a loss all around. And I, I think there is... We, we've got to be careful not to just settle into, this is how it works, so therefore it is, you know? And it's just, it's not a very palatable part of the game. It's not a very palatable part of the game. It's also just really, really dumb. The Brewers are not doing themselves any favors for next season with how this is played out. And maybe even beyond that. And it's with that that you're like, really, what is the value of $740,000? Because they are going to waste that money on so many more things. I wonder how much did the the page uh, Spiranak bobbleheads cost, Andrew? I wonder what the wonder what the price is on those. Uh, I can't speak to that. I did work in baseball for a time and have placed orders for bobbleheads before, but I don't know how the market has changed since I shifted careers. I get so the answer, and I've seen this pointed out, and this is even like less savory than the alternative. The it isn't about the $740,000. It's about an upholding a system that has come to favor teams over players. That's 100% what it is about and it's about that owner to owner front office to front office loyalty to upholding that system. And that's just like who you are who's going to defend can- that? Let's 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 go back to our last podcast, right? Where the Brewers wanted to show from the mountaintops about how they were, you know, MLB defined smallest market. You're not doing yourself any favors if you're playing by the rules that the richest markets have set out for themselves. You're just not. And if this is where you're gonna row in on that, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, you are an idiot. Like there is there is nothing else to it. It can be something that is ingrained and you can be smart enough to know, well, this is the moment where I'm going to push back. You know, ultimately, everyone owns their own team. You know, you've paid for ownership of your team. I don't think the phones are lighting up if the Brewers are paying $740,000 more to Corbin Burns that every other owner in Major League Baseball is ringing Mark Adonazio being like, you're bringing the whole system down. You're paying a Cy Young winner, not even what he deserves, but a little bit closer to it. Like, if that is the kind of reasoning that's going into this, congratulations. You're placing a handicap on yourself as the MLB-defined smallest market team. Like, this is not the moment to play by the rules to keep, you know, Steve Cohen happy, to keep all of the big owners happy in the big markets. It's just completely and utterly moronic. I can... I can and I will, Andrew, continue to hear arguments on behalf of why this exists. I understand it's just a disgusting labor practice that's there to benefit the owners. That does not explain why are you in baseball if you're the Brewers, if you're Mark Adonazio, why are you in baseball? It's not to purely uphold this. You and I do not have the highest opinion of him, (laughs) of a lot of the roster kind of moves and the way salary has worked. We understand the realities of the market, but this is not it. This is not helping you to make more money as owner of the Brewers. This is not helping you to win more baseball games. Whatever way you ultimately want to move the needle, this is not doing so in a way that is significantly positive for it to be worth your while. And as you said, you just come out with everyone laughing at you today and maybe beyond that. And who knows how it festers beyond that? Like, this is an organization. I'm sorry, I'm going to let you in in a second because I'm ranting. No, it's fine. This is an organization that it seems like it didn't occur to them when they traded Josh Hader that guys in the clubhouse were going to be pissed at the fact that they traded Josh Hader in a deal which very much seemed to spell we're not actually worried about maximizing the window of competitiveness for the time that most of you guys are going to be here. What does the knock-on effect now? How is the reverberation of that? How does that ring out across the clubhouse today as pitchers and catchers report, as guys start to ramp up and get prepared for spring training? 
And then add to that when it's Willie Adamas who doesn't get extended or it's Brandon Woodruff. Like we know more of these are coming and you've got other guys around there. It's like, yeah, we do. We want these guys. They're an important part of what we're doing. There is a cumulative effect at a certain point where for $740,000, this just wasn't it. And we knew that, but it has worked out in the worst way possible. I think everyone, even people who are like, arbitration is arbitration, seem to be very openly like, this is the worst case possible. Adam McAlvey tweeted out the video, every fear that going to an arbitration hearing against Corbin Burns could harm his relationship with the Brewers was founded. Like, that's it. This is as bad as it gets. And this is the possibility you open yourself up for. Was it worth it? Where's that money going to be spent? Was it worth it? Let's see it. I want to, can we hang a banner? Can the $740,000, like, can can I give some minutes in the bullpen? Can we get some innings? Some outfield depth? Can it play, Andrew? I don't know. Uh, Jordan Trusky, our good friend, has his custom jersey on the way. Uh, last name arbitration, jersey number uh, 74,000. So that's good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, yeah, and you can shout process, process, process out at me all day long, and I can shout back, the process sucks, and you're dealing with real human beings, and this has consequences on your working relationship with those human beings. Do I think this will materially impact Corbin Burns on the baseball field this year? I don't, because he's a professional, and he's elite, and he's the best at what he does, uh, so... That he's going to want to make damn sure that he's going to get to a better situation and make a shit ton of money. And good for you, Corbin. You deserve it. That's that's the reality of the situation. I think he's going to have a great year, as he always does. And, you know, I I like baseball because I like baseball players and I like to watch the amazing things they do on the field of play. Uh, so I'm even when I'm pushed up against it to a degree where you can say I'm wrong based on things. I'm going to side with the players typically just in every sort of situation when it comes to money, but that's just me. Um, and it's, it's not, it shouldn't just be you though. They are the game. Yeah. And we're, we're not putting the owners out there <laughs> like to watch them play. They, they are literally the entire game. Without the players, there's nothing. And people can say that this is only an issue of optics but optics still matter, especially the day after you're talking about, well, you know, 290 million pumped into the stadium. And then this result is comes out right on the heels of that. It's just embarrassing is what it is. It's embarrassing for ownership. It's embarrassing for the front office. And I think as a fan, you're allowed to feel that way. So anyone, if you're mad, be mad. I've been a fan of this team for a year, but I already care so much, probably because I talked about them twice a week during the season and once a week during the offseason, and they consume most of my thoughts. So maybe I take it a little more uh, angrily than the casual baseball fan. But I, 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 to say that optics don't matter is just wrong. Um, I think dating back to the hater trade last season, neither one of us thought that an extension with Corbin Burns is anything that was going to happen. 
But now it's something that's definitely not going to happen because he feels disrespected and that relationship is damaged. And while I don't think that impacts him on the field, I just think there's no pathway to him being here long term. There probably wasn't anyway, but now you've just completely eliminated that if the the feelings that he has today when he speaks linger on. Uh, I've got Matt Arnold's comments here um, per a tweet from Adam McAlvey. Look, we both, we, let's start over. Look, we and he both tried exceptionally hard to come to an agreement. To Corbin's credit, he has the opportunity to say, no, we did what we could do to avoid a hearing, if at all possible. As evidence, I think by the fact that we settled 10 of our 11 cases, pats himself on the back there. Uh, that is our hope that we settle all of these cases before we go to a hearing. We want to be solution-based. We always want to try to get to a place where the player is comfortable and also, we respect the heck out of Corbin's right to push for what he believes is fair. More, he means a ton to our team, and regardless of the outcome, we want to treat our players exceptionally well. Corbin has been a leader for our franchise. He has been a pillar for the community. He has done everything you could possibly and ask and beyond. I think that's a typo. We respect the process, and Corbin is a pro. We know he's going to take the ball every day and dominate every fifth day like he has for years, whatever the outcome is today. So that was when they were awaiting a ruling. That being said, like it just comes across disingenuous after hearing what Corbin said today. I don't know if you have that, but he, it would seem I, I do, I do. I'll get to that in a second. It comes across disingenuous to say the least. I mean, if we're to take Corbin Burns as word, it comes across as actually factually incorrect, which is interesting. I'm not I'm not gonna weigh too far into that, but the, the two sides definitely have differing accounts of the facts and how things played out. Um, with all due respect to Matt Arnold, who we've been very, very positive and complimentary about, and I think has had a really good first off season under what are undoubtedly difficult circumstances in this job within this organization. The fact that you settled with 10 of your 11 potential Herb cases is irrelevant. It's it, This is about the one you didn't settle with, and then it's who is that guy. And part of this for me also comes down to, like, maybe this is me just learning baseball, this isn't the way anyone does business, which I'd be like, okay, I don't get why it would seem beneficial to have some element of that. But when you start, Corbin has been a leader for our franchise. He's been a pillar for the community. He's done everything you could possibly ask and beyond. Like, this is a Cy Young winner. Who cares if you are not extending him? Just give him that extra money. He's earned it. Like, be the classy franchise that even if you are going to be as up against the wall as you are financially, because they're your markets. And if you want me to want me to take that completely at face value to the extent that that message is sold, show yourself to be a place that players want to play and will leave with good things to say about it, because that's even more important if you don't have those other things going for you. And this is a guy who you pissed him off. You traded his best friend. That's fine. That's sport. These things happen. But to follow it up with that, what's Corbin Burns, one of the best players in recent Brewers history, going to have to say about the Milwaukee Brewers by the time he leaves? Like, is is that winning? Is that what you want? Is that doing anything positive for you? What happens if you've got a great run this season and he is the pro that you just believe he is, that you almost took for granted and we're like, you know what? We don't care about actually bridging the gap because he's just going to play great anyway. If he is that guy and you get into a position where it's like you've got a World Series run bubbling up, people are excited. This is this is done. You've you've sealed the fate of Corbin Burns with the team. No matter how good he is this year, like there was always an element of this where him being the guy that they're just like kind of none of us ever believed he would be the one that they would look to extend. And it seems like they haven't really done anything to try and do that. Honestly, weird. Weird. Ask the questions. Like, have have conversations and try to find something. And if it's just, look, this isn't going to work. This is our financial reality. That's fine. But I think the fact that they didn't go to that and you also kind of slap them in the face with this, that's tough. Uh, I'll go to the Corbin Burns comments. So this is in a video which Adam McAlvey shared. I think a few other Brewers journalists shared. So this was from his media availability today on Thursday as we record. 
Um, he said, I quote, you kind of find out your true value. You work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the big league team. And you get in there and basically they value you much different than you thought you contributed to the organization. Honestly, it's tough to hear, tough to take, but they're trying to do what they can to win the hearing. But obviously, I think there are other ways they could have gone about it. Be a little more respectful with the way they went about it. There's no denying that the relationship is definitely hurt from what transpired over the last couple of weeks. There's really no way getting around that. Obviously, we're professionals and we're going to go out there and do our job and keep doing what I can every fifth day when I go out there. But with some of the things that are said, basically put me at the forefront of why we didn't make the postseason last year. That's something that probably doesn't need to be said. Go about a hearing without needing to do that. There was no attacking of character of a person. Just some of the stuff that was said definitely didn't need to be said. I mean, honestly, you can't attack the character of Corbin Burns, the person, from what we know, because he seems like a good guy. He's always been a model professional in the organization. So he's giving them a lot of credit to be like, hey, they didn't say anything about me being a terrible person. It's like, well, it's... Corbin, I hate to say it, I think they would have if you gave them any reason to. This is honestly the impression I'm getting from this. It's 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 a real credit to the organization that they weren't like, he eats Taco Bell in the locker room and leaves his rappers on the floor. He's a piece of shit. Really good going, Brewers. Good going. You didn't say that. Um, as for, you know, as for the actual meat of this, which is the, basically they put me at the forefront of why we didn't make the postseason last year. That is just complete and utter nonsense. And if that was at the forefront of this this hearing and the Brewers quote unquote won the hearing, I, I who's adjudicating? I don't know how this goes because that's just not correct in any way. It's just so far removed from reality. Um, that not only is it disrespectful, it's dumb. You just be like, really? I've got to play for these morons. I mean. So I've seen it written and talked about that, you know, this this would have been a record uh, for a player entering his second year of arbitration had had he won the case. You know who deserves a record <laughs> salary? Burns. A guy that won the Cy Young in 2021. And then last year, uh, his ERA, obviously we know, bumps up to a still great 294. Throws 202 innings, leads the National League in strikeouts with 243 strikeouts, makes the All-Star game, uh, finished seventh in NL Cy Young voting. A guy who I think didn't miss a start, if if I'm recalling that correctly, just in a season where volatility with the pitching staff was a big issue, which is why, given the front office credit where credit is due when it turn, comes to adding pitching depth, uh... Burns was the guy that could be relied on, and it's just needlessly devaluing him to his face for the sake of upholding a system. It's just, it's like that's that's one of the bad parts of sports, and it's it sucked to see him just like be like, okay, this is what you really think of me, like this is how this went, and if if the argument about the playoffs was a real thing that happened whoever made that argument deserves to be slapped across the face yeah i I don't Uh, think he's making that up though i really like there's no way he's just coming out and saying that whether he's got that exactly right is a different question but something was at least implied about his level of performance like there's no way that's just come out of thin air like what the only way he could have been responsible for them not making the playoffs is if he was just going around like injuring players on purpose or he was like hey taylor rogers you know what you should do today is you should be absolutely terrible and blow this game uh hey we're in colorado luis perdomo time to just have the worst performance of your career like corbin burns was one of the people that kept them in the playoff race and just giving them valuable innings even games where he didn't pitch well if as long as he went deep into games and did his workload he was sparing the bullpen work i mean just the value corbin contributed to this team this year was worthy of in my opinion a record salary for a pitcher in his year of arbitration where he's at and it's just the not the risk reward but the 
cost versus the benefit. And I think the PR nightmare and just the the ripple effect that it sends throughout baseball when they look at you as an organization and like, what are the brewers about with this front office and within your own clubhouse? What are they about? What are they? Oh, they don't view us as human beings. They view us as numbers on a spreadsheet spreadsheet down to the degree that is like as small as possible. What is was the Kevin Durant thing? Doesn't nobody wants to look at charts and, talking yeah, about no, in a, or in a hoop conversation yeah and that's where i've come down on this is like i do not care about the arbitration system and the ratio of wins versus losses but versus it, organizations pure, and players it's pure unadulterated greed like i i'm coming to this from being used to the nba system of rookie scale contracts and cycling through to the point where then guys get their big payday. Like, it's not like Corbin Burns' next contract, obviously not with the Brewers, is going to be anything other than really, really juicy. It's, go- it's going to be deservedly massive. Why does anyone quibbling over paying Corbin Burns under $11 million for a season? You cannot get better value than that. Like, it, it is just disrespectful and it is green, and I get that that is baked into the system. I also, there's there's something he said that, to me, he may not have meant it as a kind of sly dig, but I think it's loaded and it's there subconsciously, which is, he says, they're trying to do what they can to win the hearing. And I think that's a very fair way of putting it, because this is not what you do to win baseball games. It's just, it's not, it's not going to bring you, and we, even when we talk about Corbin's going to go out there and be as professional as possible, are we saying he wouldn't have been that? That he might have been better if he was happy and he didn't hate the people he was working for? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it would be a lot better if he wasn't like, I can't wait to like get out of this place. Because you find yourself, let's say the team hits adversity early on, you're in a position where you're going to be trading them quickly. People are going to know you're trading them not from a position of strength in terms of contract, not from a position of strength in terms of how he feels about the organization. You're not even maximizing your leverage in a lot of ways. It's just, it's an incredible fumbling of a pitcher as good as any in all of baseball. And even if the time is naturally coming to its conclusion because of what they can do, the fact that it's going to end in the way it does, that it has to end, that we're all going to remember Corbin giving that interview and speaking like that. And again, it's like, I haven't seen a single person, no matter anyone who feels like, well, this is just how baseball works. No one is going to be able to say that Corbin Burns does not have every right to feel aggrieved by this. This is just bullshit. Like it is. And if you were serious as a team about setting a culture, showing who you are, respecting, valuing players, um, I, again, I think part of the, one of the lines that Matt Arnold used, <laughs> which just turned my stomach, this is ahead of the ruling coming in, was we respect the process. How about respect the fucking people? How about respect your players, the guys who go out there and they work their ass off to win you baseball games so you've got people in your stands, so you've got revenue coming in, so people are buying jerseys, so that anyone cares about this team, so that the governor is out there putting his hands out and being like, you know what? We've got a surplus over here and we could bring some of that money over here. And like that just, that kind of thing annoys me because I don't know what someone can give more than Corbin Burns to a team like the Brewers. And if this is just how that ends up, well, that really sucks. Like that's, that sucks as a fan experience. And there is a conversation that maybe we have at a different point, a point where we are a little bit more detached from it than we are at the moment. This is obviously a league-wide problem. It might benefit the owners, but this is a problem for fans in the same way that I guess you could talk in the NBA and it often has been of, oh, sure, the draft is great, but you get superstar players come in and if they finish out their rookie contract with the team that drafts them, they're lucky and they're gone beyond that. This is the whole thing. I don't need to talk on a Milwaukee sports podcast, but this everyone heard this with Giannis and it was going to be, well, Giannis is gone because that's the way the league is set up. The NBA managed to book that trend, but when conversations like that go on, that's a problem. That's structurally a problem for 
I guess, the competitive balance in your league for the chance of having fan investment at a kind of a level that makes sense that you are not just an organization with teams in LA, New York, Chicago, San Francisco. Like to have a healthy league where a team like Milwaukee can be as good as the Brewers have frequently been in recent years, that should be something you can sustain. And if it comes from, you're, look, you've done such a good job at developing pitchers, at identifying talent, you've got Corbin Burns, and this is how the situation shakes out. Like, this is on the Brewers. I will, to the death, stick to this is to the Brewers because they have a choice in this. They can they can take this a different way, particularly over this amount. This is not about extension yet. But there is a, a fatal, fatal flaw in Major League Baseball's system which it does not cater to the product being best to the product, best serving the fans to maximizing the interest in your league all across America, which in theory, you know, that's supposed to be what happens. We know it's not that simple, but this is the kind of thing that does hurt the sport. And I think uh, we need to, as fans do a better job of, treating athletes like human beings in this scenario because it's a workplace that's much different than our types of workplaces but just put yourself in a scenario where you've worked really hard you've had a really good job performance and you know you're like hey can i get a raise this is why i want it this is what i've done and your boss says like no and here are all these reasons why and also some of these reasons are bullshit that's kind of like how would you feel Coming no, out of that going this to work piece, every day. this piece of shit, like man, every goal we laid out for them, but they didn't go far enough beyond that that we all failed and we're blaming them for it. Like this is what's happening here. It's insane. It's insane. I there is no reason to side with anyone by the players here, because if you've got eyes and you're watching the Brewers play baseball and you're watching Corbin Burns, what are we disputing? What are we disputing here? The money is not coming out of my pocket or your pocket. I always say this. This applies for all sports teams. You could get me on winning six, Eurostep. Todd is a little bit different because of the Packers and their their own structure. But when you get in the business of owning a sports team, you should know what you're in for and you should know what it's about. What are yeah, one, it's expensive. You wanted this shiny toy. You wanted everything that comes with it. One thing that comes with it is it's expensive. And if you want to win, it's even more expensive. Like, there is no, I, I have no interest ever in minding anyone else's money because they got into this in the first place. And that doesn't mean I, it's not reasonable to be like, well, they need to extend Corbin and Woodruff and Willie Adamas. We know that is not possible. We know that would be an issue in, for what, 28 of the, the organizations in Major League Baseball? Maybe a couple more that, that would just be like, fine, we'll just keep going and keep going. Mets, Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, Phillies, somehow now the Braves. But other than I, I, that, that might even stretch the Phillies. I that's that's kind of the limit of the Phillies for sure. But the Phillies, the Phillies, to their credit, at least they went all in when it was the time to go all in, and they put those reservations aside. Which, like that, also comes back to, and it's just, if this isn't that time for the Brewers, there is never that time. And this, to me as a fan, feels somewhat representative of we're just going to go through this cycle forever and ever and ever. The next wave of great talent, and we have a lot of high hopes for plenty of the prospects on the rise. If they're as good as we hope for, we're still going to get to this point. And the cycle will go on and go on and go on. Like, where is? how are we supposed to get excited about that? Where is the investment level? Because the Brewers are doing so much right to give themselves a chance to win a World Series in terms of how they're identifying talent, developing talent, getting really elite players out there on the field. They're always a couple of short, maybe more than a couple short, because they cannot bridge the two cycles. And I don't know if they ever will be able to, because by the time your up and coming prospects become fully fledged superstars, Mark Adonazio is like, okay, move them on. We can't afford them. And you just, like, this is the Herb Cole eight-seed or bust. And if it's not for the fact that the Brewers have had those postseason appearances, I I think things are very different. That sounds obvious, 
it is obvious, of course. The fact they had those postseason appearances is a big deal. There's no guarantee, though, that's what the next five years are going to look like, what the five years previously looked like. And then is it fun being a mid-80s win team who is going to be second in division, this out in the wild card, and you can see that the players are good enough? It's like it just takes a little bit more. I think that's really, really tough. And that's, again, it's the trickle-down effect of this. We talk about the knock-on effect in the... In the clubhouse, it's also a knock-on effect for the fans. Like, at what point is it kind of like, enough is enough here? Like, we'd like to watch a winning baseball team. Is that not what this is about? And I think, again, it all comes down to timing as well, because the Brewers and Matt Arnold have made a lot of good moves in this offseason. I think buying low on Jesse Winker and hoping for a bounce back was a good pickup, in my opinion. William Contreras, no-brainer, obviously. But also, it's not like they've gone out and spent a bunch of money uh, via free agency to fill in some of the gaps. So that timing, you know, not... I don't know what their payroll is settled in at, rankings, um, or going in 2023, but it's a second straight offseason of not really spending big money and then when you come into this situation and how it turned out uh it's just i understand if the fans along with corbin burns feel like they just got slapped in the face i got some bad news you want some more bad news i would love some bad news um it's from adam mccalvey the aaron ashby news is not getting better the Brewers Ugh. expect a 24-year-old lefty to miss, quote-unquote, a couple of months, Craig Council said, with shoulder inflammation. Well, I I guess that speaks to what I said yesterday, where I said if we get to May 1st and we're still wondering about whether or not Aaron Ashby is throwing and ready to go, it, I would not be surprised, and that appears to already be what's happening. Well, I, I just feel great. I've been so positive all off season. Like the William Contreras move really just put some wind in my sails, a controllable catcher that mashes. I was just so fired up about that. I was like, the pitching staff's going to be healthy, including Corbin Burns, who was, you know, healthy last year and the real workhorse. And then now just spring training is, is upon us. I'm seeing small video clips of Willie Adamas tossing a baseball. I'm ready to be happy. And then, Corbin Burns just, you know, out there just telling it like it is, as he should, as the ace of the staff and one of the best players in baseball. He should speak his mind if he feels like he's being disrespected, and I understand why he feels that way. As Matt Lauer, or Matt Lauer, oh, Jesus, <laughs> has Eric Lauer reported yet? Eric Lauer is the man we need to get a microphone in, uh, in front of. Always reliable I... for some candid thoughts. I was surprised that uh, that he wasn't just like standing next to Corbin and just like interjecting things. Uh, I would have really loved to see that from Lauer whispering in his ear. Um, yeah, uh, more 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 injury specifics from Council from Todd Rosiak's tweet here. He has inflammation and that causes pain to throw, and so we've got to basically not throw for a good stretch of time to let it calm down. He said. And then go slow so we don't recreate the symptoms. Um, yeah, I'm you know I'm going to a hockey game tonight. I'm going to drink a lot of beers as I think about all the Brewers pitching news I've heard in the last few hours. There sure has I'm been st- plenty of it. I'm still I'm still going with my prediction of ninety wins. Spoiler alert: we'll have, we'll have a full preview podcast at the end of March. And I still love uh, the players on this team, and I'm excited to check them out in person later in the year. Yeah, sure. Me too. Uh, I love players the players. Are great. I love, I love the, players the players on this team. Um, like, like honestly, all of my my teams, all the teams I support, I love and support the players. The players, um, for the most part, I can think of a couple of exceptions. The players are the people that I'm interested in. Um you know the jerseys that they wear. The I, I'm I'm a fan of the jerseys that they wear. Uh, everything beyond that, 
what it all stands for, that's where the issues arise. Listen, I'm I'm counting on a, a big uh, Craig Council season as well. Uh, bullpen flexibility with a lot of different uh, options to mix and match. We don't even know who's going to win certain jobs there. He's coming to camp looking just so handsome, just so handsome, just looking great. So, uh, yeah, everything on the field. Big fan. Big, big fan of everything on the field. Is that all we've got, Andrew? I think that's all we've got. Uh, you know, we stretched it out probably longer than we anticipated because we just haven't gotten an opportunity to be angry much this offseason, and we needed to get back in our stride. Uh, I, I just want to stress, because I, we end up talking about the bigger picture, what I'm angry about is, is $740,000 in the context of what the Brewers' payroll is. That's what I'm angry about for this player. Like, it is not about, we are on Adonazio's case, we're on the organization's case for spend more money, like do more in free agency, do more to help this team to win. We are not asking for the sun, moon, and stars. I just think this is a really bad look. I think it's something that at a certain point, your players are just going to be like, they don't care about any of us. Like, this is just how this organization carries themselves. I know how cold baseball can be, there is something too, though. This is Corbin Burns, Cy Young winner. You're saying all these positive things about him in public. Um, and he is not in decline at all. Like, we, we have not reached that point. So if you are anyone else in the organization, anyone else, players that we love, players who are good, solid players, whatever it might be and whatever your value is, and whoever you might like to imagine your future playing out, what do you take from seeing Corbin Burns be treated like this? It's not going to make you feel good. They should stream these hearings. I don't think you really want that. I do want that because it would fuel my anger even further. Well, I mean, the one thing is if they streamed the hearings, maybe it would make the teams act less shitty because everyone could see how just terrible they were you in a really transparent way. You can't get away with disingenuous statements like was like were made after the fact when they were awaiting a ruling saying like, yeah, we love him. He's a great part of our team. We just spent three hours talking shit about him. Like can't get away with that. If you've got it on, on tape, I know the, that's not a the realistic one, thing. The one other for. thing actually <laughs> I'll add here. Cause I, cause Corbin did say this and I did think of this and it's the kind of thing that is possibly outside of the brewer's control. I'm going to assume so things are worse this is not the case but it's the kind of stupid little detail that i know if it happened to anyone in the real life would really rank with them corbin led this off by talking about the fact we know he is a big family guy um that this is how he spent the entirety of valentine's day and i just thought that is honestly like the extra shitty dehumanizing touch on this when he talks about flying home or getting in at 11 p.m and just kind of kissing his wife goodnight in the head just before she went to sleep. Like that's, that is something that he led with that clearly rankled him. I think that's not to be overlooked either. Just the level of how this process is dehumanizing goes beyond the obvious. Um, He, he did not get something here where you're like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a fun and fair process in any way. So that's just like a minor personal detail. But Corbin Burns led with that. And I do think it is the kind of thing like in anyone's life, if any, whether it's a holiday, a family occasion, whatever it might be. It's really adding insult to injury, how that played out, whether anyone has a say in it or not. It's not good, Adam. I'm going to be monitoring the situation. <laughs> All right. That does it for this episode what a fun one Andrew what a fun one and um, what I'm going to wrap up with is something that is a whole lot more fun and that is the giveaway that we're doing here at the Eurostep Podcast Network you may have heard on previous on our last pod I think we we discussed it or on the episode of the Eurostep Podcast Network the books pod that Ty and I did yesterday um, but we have a giveaway going on which your the opportunity waiting for you is a chance to win a jersey signed by Bobby Portis, the mayor of Milwaukee. And in doing so, you can help feed hungry kids across Wisconsin. Um, if you go to GSPN, 
dot info. Really, the hub for all things Eurostep Podcast Network. Right up top, you will see GSPN autograph Bobby Portis jersey giveaway. You click on that, you get to a Google form. There's a maximum of five entries allowed for anyone who wants to win this Bobby Portis jersey. How do you get your five entries? Four of those entries come from sending us a screenshot to show you're subscribed to our Eurostep Podcast Network shows. That is Eurostep Podcast Network, the main feed. That is Cruising for a Bruising. Talk of the Tundra and make time for this. Then, if you want a fifth entry, which honestly, this is probably the most important of them all. If you want to get one entry, this would be the, the route I'd recommend to take for it. Um, you can get that fifth entry by showing your donation uh, to Bobby Portis' effort to help feed kids the PB&J challenge, um, which comes from Feeding America, Eastern Wisconsin. Again, if you go to gspn.info, you'll get to our link tree. The second link there is the link to help on that front to support Bobby's initiative. So to be in the mix, to have a chance to win a signed Bobby Portis Books jersey. Show you're subscribed to our four pods. Plus, you can get a fifth entry with a screenshot of your donation. Putting in the classic Tywindish disclaimer at this point, we do not want your financial information, so do make sure you screenshot that appropriately uh, before you send us proof of your donation. Maybe know, Bobby could buy the Brewers. How about that? Maybe Giannis needs to get more hands-on. I know Giannis is uh, famously thrifty, would be the one concern there. But maybe if he can get some of his other friends in, listen, Pat Connaughton, he's a businessman, he's a baseball man. Get, get, the, get the books players collectively pull together and buy the brewers. Uh, it might be a more fun reality than some of what we're dealing with. All right, that does it for this time. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You should also go and check us out on Repod. Join repod.com forward slash cruising for a bruising. All of our episodes are available to listen to in the room as well as any other podcasts you uh you like to check in on regularly you can search them you can use the player function in there and we have a cruising for a bruising room where we post our episodes and we're around for any debate discussion interaction i'm sure whether it's in repod i'm sure whether it's in the gspn discord uh this episode may spark some discussion so you know where to find us for all of that until the next time thanks again to all of you for listening go brewers thank you Andrew. Spend your $740,000 wisely. Thanks, Adam. <laughs>